We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show. We continue on, man. We're glad to have you. There's been so much to talk about. You've had college football, obviously, talking Badgers and recruiting and giving them the nod. There's been a little Brewers baseball sprinkled in, obviously a lot of Packers football, and then the uh, the story of Bucks basketball breaks, and now you're getting ready for another season, which is uh, almost upon us. And to talk more about uh, the Bucks in general, uh, former Milwaukee Buck Marvin Williams now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline as the uh, Kia tip-off gets underway for Kia 2020 tip-off next week. Looking forward to that. Marvin, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you, sir. How are you? We're doing great. Um, if, let me let me go back to last season. I do want to ask you about what was it like um, because we heard so much all season camaraderie, uh, the way the team did things together both at home and on the road. Uh, and, and then that really, you had that momentum rolling, and then COVID hit, and it seemed like that big ball that was rolling downhill just kind of got stymied. Yeah, obviously that's that's when I arrived, uh, maybe two or three weeks before uh, COVID happened. But everything that I had heard about the Milwaukee Bucks prior to that was was true. You know, it's a very very close locker room. Guys love to be around each other. They love to work. You know, they love to come in and get better each and every day, and that really showed why they were so successful. You know, uh, prior to me getting there, and then when we were there, when I was there, excuse me. But uh, guys really love each other, man. It's, it's, it's a fun environment to be in. Coach Bud does a great job of keeping guys relaxed, keeping guys comfortable, uh, making sure guys have opportunities to, to see their family. So Milwaukee is certainly a destination that, that, that free agents do look at playing, certainly. Well, now you talk about Giannis signing, and one of the things that Giannis said is, I don't want to go recruit, but he hopes that Milwaukee becomes a destination. When you came to Milwaukee, I mean, for a long time the perception was it's some kind of a small town Siberia, and then you get here and you get a chance to see the facility, the new facilities, the team, the culture. Give me your thoughts coming out of this situation. You know, it it was such a blessing for me. Uh, I'm so, so thankful to just have that opportunity. You know, obviously we didn't end up winning it, which is, um, unfortunate, but just the experience. You know, I'm certainly thankful for John Horst and those guys for just giving me the opportunity, Coach Bud, um, Giannis, you know, all the teammates, uh, Chris, and guys that were so accepting of me coming into that locker room. And it was it was really a fun time for me. It was a great experience for me to kind of end my career like that. But uh, Milwaukee's great, man. The only thing about it, it's just cold. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just right. cold. But um, I had an opportunity to spend my summer up there. It was beautiful. You know, I enjoyed the lake each and every night. I was out there kind of walking around, had a good time. The restaurants are great. The people are so friendly. They love Bucks basketball. So I don't think Giannis will have to recruit, man. Milwaukee is certainly a place where, like I said, free agents will want to go play. When you talk about it cold, and I agree with you, it is cold, 
But you look at places like Boston, you look at places like New York, you know, you look at, the, you know, other areas that are cold as well. Is it the fact that if you've got a lot to do, it's not nearly as cold? <laughs> you know what, honestly, like you just said, it, we play basketball in the winter. So pretty much it's like a handful of cities, you know, Phoenix, L.A., the Florida cities that aren't going to be cold, but it's cold everywhere. So it really wasn't that bad. But again, just the community, uh, the support that they showed us each and every night. Uh, the support that everyone in the community showed me the minute I stepped foot in Milwaukee, uh, you know, was something that I'll certainly never forget. It's something that I'm truly grateful for. So now Giannis is signed. You tell me, would you be surprised if other free agents, knowing a, a, a two-time MVP is staying in Milwaukee, would want to come and play here? I, I definitely think so. Um, I, I, I just feel like, obviously, what he brings, you know, as a competitor, as a leader, you know, you, you show what he represents, how he represents the city, how he represents himself and his family. You know, that's certainly someone that you would want to go out and, and compete with each and every night. You know exactly what he's going to do, and he's going to play as hard as he can. And that's something that you can appreciate as a teammate. That's something I appreciated competing against him, you know, before I even knew him. But to be able to spend time with him and watch how he works and to see him get better each and every day and to think that he's only 25 or 26, it's, it's scary. I mean, it, it's really scary. You know, so to know that he'll be in Milwaukee for the next, I don't know, 10 years of his career, you know, Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be really, really good from now and going into the future. When you, you when you get here and you get a chance to watch up close and personal how he works, um, many people talk about his leadership because of just the way he works. Uh, you know, if he has a bad game, next thing you know, he's walking across the street and working out at the facility, and he'll work there till midnight, 1, 2 in the morning. But but just talk about that leadership because I looked at guys, I mean, when Giannis would say he went to a guy like George Hill and George Hill's the old savvy veteran or a guy like your son, Ilyasova, and then how, you know, Giannis morphs into that leader as guys begin to look to him. Sure. I mean, obviously, you know, he is the best player in the gym every single night. So naturally guys are going to follow his lead. Uh, and that's on either team. So obviously he's gonna be he's gonna be a leader, but again he's still a pup. You know he's so young. He's 25, 26 years old. So he still has a great deal to still learn about the NBA. So obviously talking to guys like George Hill, who's a, a big time veteran who's had great success in the NBA, Ursan, who's had great success playing basketball not only in the NBA but internationally as well. I mean those guys have a lot of knowledge to give him. And the thing about Giannis that I love is that he always wants to learn. You know this guy's a two time MVP asking players and coaches questions every single day. You know, he could easily walk in there with an attitude like, you can't tell me anything, I'm a two-time MVP. But he's, like, literally asking everyone anything that he could possibly do to make his game better. So, again, man, he's so humble. You know, he's so fun to be around. He's so competitive. You know, he deserves every penny that he got. I almost wish he could have gotten more. I'm sure Milwaukee would have given him more if they could have. He certainly deserves it. But, uh, again, man, the Milwaukee Bucks franchise is in great hands with him. So I, I want to go to the, 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 the bubble, the postseason, because now it's about championships. Now it's about trying to get to, into that uh, NBA Finals. So th the game changes. Talk about how the game changes, going from the regular season in which it was the best record overall to where the struggles began. And maybe it was just because of the bubble, and it was a different scenario and circumstance. Certainly you don't get that home court advantage. But talk about how different the postseason is. I think the postseason in general is, is, is different. You know, it's 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 uh, it's uh, you're able to beat a team. You know, tonight if you catch a team maybe on a bad night or a couple of top guys don't have their best night or whatever, you can beat a team. You know, on any given night. But to do that, you know, four times. You know, you have seven times to do that to beat them four times. It's difficult. It becomes very very difficult. And I don't care what you're seeding in. I don't care if it's the one eight. I don't care if it's the four or five. You know, there's a lot of mental preparation and concentration. And at that point of the season, your body's probably not feeling the best. And, 
you know, your opponents probably feel the same way as well, but there's, there's so much that mentally goes into the playoffs from a coaching standpoint, from a player standpoint, from an execution standpoint. So uh, it, it's just difficult. You know, we got down there, and obviously I think the bubble kind of slowed a lot of guys down, but I felt like Miami was a team that really took advantage of their opportunity. They came down there, and they played incredibly hard. They played as well on both ends. They made plays offensively, played great defense, and you got to tip your hat to the way that they played it. So they, they did well. Talking to Marvin Williams, former Milwaukee Buck uh, power forward, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Don't forget the Kia tip-off to the 2020-2021 season begins Tuesday night. The Bucks are going to be fe- featured on Christmas Day. They've got nine games in three days, and we're going to check them all out. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this moving forward. You you lose a couple of pieces. You know, obviously, you move, we talked about George Hill, Ersan Ilyasova, some of the guys that were, you know, kind of role players and contributors, uh, you know, while maybe the starting five – might be uh, a titch better with Drew Holiday. Uh, talk about the need for quality bench depth. Yeah, I think any good team, any great team, you know, has great starters and they have a great bench. Um, and I feel like Milwaukee had that last year, and obviously you lose some key pieces um, this past season. But you do bring in some really good players as well. You, know, you bring in, like you said, Drew Holiday is an incredible player, so underrated, been an all-star in the NBA. Uh, I feel like he's, he should have been an all-star many more times. Uh, he's such a good player. Um, but not only him, but you bring in D.J. Augustine, a super steady point guard, very good player, super smart, understands the game, understands his position, great leader on the floor. Uh, Bobby Portis was able to rebound the basketball on both backboards. He can shoot it out to the three-point line. He can guard fours or fives. So they did a good job of kind of bringing guys in, even though they did lose a couple of key pieces. So I do expect those veteran guys to come in and contribute immediately, and I've seen a couple of the highlights, and I saw they've been playing well. So uh, I do expect Milwaukee to pick up just where we left off last year, honestly. So what do you think the balance of power is in the East? Is it still the Bucks and, and everybody else a close second, the way things are kind of materializing in Brooklyn, in, in Boston? I don't know if uh, Toronto's going to be as good or the same. Obviously, Miami's still a key team to contend with. You tell me. You know what? That's a great question. Uh, obviously, just kind of looking from the outside in, you know, obviously Boston's going to be Boston. You lose Gordon, and obviously you want Kemba to come back healthy and uh, whenever he comes back, obviously they'll probably pick back up where they left off. And, you know, you don't know what Toronto's going to look like, but historically Toronto has lost guys and game guys, and they've still been right there every single year. So I expect them to be good. Brooklyn will be an interesting team to really watch. You know, you hope that KD comes back healthy. You hope that Kyrie comes back healthy. They've added some great pieces. Uh, so I think Brooklyn will be good. Obviously Milwaukee's going to be right there. Uh, Miami's going to be good again. So, I mean, I, I, Atlanta, Atlanta's gotten a lot better. They got a lot better. Added some great veteran pieces. Obviously, the young players are very, very good. So uh, I think that there are a lot of teams in the East right now that have gotten better. You know, guys have been working to get better. So it'll be exciting to watch these first few months. Uh, I look back at your career. Um, You know, this year, obviously not playing after last year. So you, you tell me, as you start to reflect on your playing career in the NBA, drafted highly, highly thought of, You've had an opportunity to get a lot of experience, meet a lot of great players, and, and do a lot of good things. But you tell me how you reflect upon your career. Man, honestly, I haven't thought too much about it since I've been done. Uh, you know, I've just kind of been trying to enjoy my family. But I think just kind of looking at it quickly, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. You know, I was blessed to play 15 seasons in the NBA. And, um, you know, I've been a starter for pretty much my entire career. I've come off the bench at points in my career. I played for some amazing franchises, played with some incredible teammates, some incredible people. Uh, I'm just, I've, I've just been blessed, man. I, I have nothing but, 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 but thanks to give to so many people that helped me get to this point that I'm at right now. And uh, it was certainly a hell of a ride for, for, for myself and my family. So uh, we're all definitely grateful for it. 
Well, Marvin, you ever come back to Milwaukee, you look us up, man. We certainly appreciate you spending uh, some time here with us today and obviously time here in this city. And thanks for, uh, you know, kind of uh, pointing out a lot of the positives of the city as well because a lot of people just see this big cold thing next to the lake with a tremendous new facility, and I think it's so much more than that. So appreciate it, pal. Oh, I, I agree. Yes, sir. Milwaukee's great, man. It's great. Just put a coat on. You'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you soon. There you go. Yeah, Thanks, yeah, Marvin yeah. Williams, former <laughs> former Milwaukee Bucks power forward. Put a coat on. You're going to be fine. That should be like uh, right there when you come into the airport. Milwaukee, put a coat on. You'll be fine. <laughs> uh, he's got to get out. See, you didn't get a chance to experience Summerfest or Broadfest or Oktoberfest or the Tomahawk Fall Ride. You didn't get a chance to hang out down at Bradford Beach. You know, you didn't get a chance to go see the water show at the Dells, you know, or hang out at Lake Geneva uh, during the height of summer, walking around the streets and the shops. Or you go to the other end, you go down to Fontana and you kind of hang out at the Abbey down there, you know, sit at uh, sit at Chuck's on the waterfront, enjoy yourself. You didn't get a chance to do all that kind of stuff. You know, there's so many good things to enjoy about the state of Wisconsin. Reef Point, you go down to Reef Point, hang out in Racine a little bit. There's a lot of good stuff. How about Sheboygan, you know? The town of Sheboygan is fantastic. You look at Manitowoc and you look at the ferry, uh, the, the Lake Express, and there's so many things to do. You couldn't do it in Door County? I, I'm forgetting about Door County. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of that whole area. So there's, there's so many things to do, so many good things. I don't have to be an ambassador for the state. I've been singing it and preaching it for a long, long time. Marvin Williams joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. That's the way they've been doing it for a long, long time. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. We know, though, if you put a coat on uh, indoors, it's because you probably have leaky doors and windows. Our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, they do install year-round, in case you didn't know. You don't, it's not just a summer thing. It's an all-year-round kind of thing. So every leaky window and door that you replace, you're going to start saving on those energy bills right now in winter and in summer. Better still, here's their latest offer. Pella now, pay later, as they say. No money down, no interest, no payments, 12 months. How about that? Plus, you get to save an extra 500 bucks on the qualifying offer. So if you do it right now, that keeps a little extra money in your pocket for the jingle, jangle, jingle, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, all you got to do is check them out. Go to PellaWI.com and give them a call. They have showrooms in Green Bay, in Brookfield, just west of Milwaukee, obviously in Madison as well, the new one out there. Go to PellaWI.com for the free consultation. That deal is only through the end of the month. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. We'll do buy or sell when we come back. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. In the world of sports, a lot of people say a lot of things. But does it pass the big unit test? Let's play buy or sell. Time now for buy or sell. And Radio Joe Zenzola brings it. I'll give you my thoughts. Here we go, Joe. All right, we will start off with a couple of Bucks topics here for buy or sell. Based on what the man said yesterday, Giannis is more likely to stay in Milwaukee his entire career rather than go elsewhere. I'm going to buy that. Uh, specifically in the comments that he made for those that were paying attention about loyalty. I thought that was extremely interesting. When he started talking about uh, what loyalty meant to him and how... That plays into his decision-making. 
Uh, I, I think that's huge. So, yes, if you're a Bucks fan, you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, is he going to remain here? Which, you know what, first of all, just enjoy the fact that he signed and, and don't get caught up in the, you know, will he be here years after that and years after that and years after that. I, I, I think while it's it's valid, just enjoy the moment. You know, the man just signed. But I uh, I do tend to agree that um, that Giannis is uh, he's a very loyal guy. And as long as the organization keeps their word to him, I don't expect him to go anywhere. I really don't. I would say that he would do everything he could to make his presence felt here in this city, this state, for a long time to come. And I think his ultimate goal is is not to win just a championship. It's, at first, it's to get one. He realizes how tough it is to get there. But I think once he gets one, there's going to be a taste for it, and he wants to do it again and again and again. And like he said, he's not going to recruit, but he wants people to come here. Not go there. And then he talked about this being his home. So, yeah, I think he's going to be here for a long time. Buy or sell. We'll have some more comments of Giannis coming up in the next hour, including one of which about Chris Middleton. Giannis went on and on yesterday about um, just how close he is with Middleton, which leads to this one. Buy or sell. Middleton will never be used as a trade chip as long as Giannis is a Milwaukee Buck. Uh, I'm going to sell on that. I think as long as Middleton is viable, he won't be he won't be used as a trade chip. But if there's a slippage in his game or it just doesn't seem to fit, um, you know, and I agree. Look, hey, it, it wasn't you know anybody else in the team that was chosen to go with Giannis to meet with Budenholzer to kind of give them the stamp of approval. It was Middleton and Giannis that went, and so those two guys, peas in a pod, they're with each other forever and ever, so to speak. But no, I think if, if if it was clear that they needed an upgrade and a dramatic upgrade. Now, I, you're not going to just trade them away to trade them away. But if you feel like you really have a big-time piece that can come into this organization and you're going to need to pair them up with somebody as far as a, a multiplayer deal, I think I could see Middleton go. Or uh, Yeah, I think I could see Middleton going. I'm not going to say it would be the Harden deal. You're not going to get rid of like one of his good friends to bring in a guy that he's had a contentious relationship with. But if if you brought in a big piece that was well thought of, well liked, and really pretty much solidified this team as the team to beat in the NBA, I, I still, you know, business is business. I, I still see that that could possibly happen. Buy or sell. All right, let's go over to the Packers. As of today, okay, we're just we're living in the moment. As of today, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are number one in the NFL at their respected positions. Buying it. Uh, just buy it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing at an incredible level. And, and again, I'm if you saw me in here, uh, I'd be knocking on wood, and that's what I'm doing. Right now he's playing at an incredible level, uh, and, and you've got a healthy, feeling good, feeling it, you know, Devontae Adams. And what – What's gone on before our very eyes is the metamorphosis of other guys, not superstars, but other guys that are filling roles that are allowing Rodgers to be great, that are allowing Devontae Adams to be even more open or to take some of the pressure off of him, and that allows him to then be that much better. So, uh, yeah, right now, as of right now, that's, that's maybe, you know, it's hard to say how good one would be without the other, but they're both really damn good right now. Buy or sell? Going back to an earlier conversation we had this week about Aaron Jones, 
buy or sell, hiring Drew Rosenhaus makes it even more unlikely that Jones will sign long-term in Green Bay. Uh, buying that, unfortunately. Um, like I said, uh, the, the hiring of Drew Rosenhaus is the equivalent of hiring Scott Boris if you're a Major League Baseball player. Um, you don't hire him to get you the local hometown discount. You hire him to get you more money. And uh, now whether that's here or on the open market, we'll wait and see. But my gut tells me that the minute I heard Drew Rosenhaus, that was the minute I, I said, man, I really like Aaron Jones and I'm going to miss him. So uh, to me, I think that Aaron Jones has one foot out the door. And uh, once the season culminates, the other one will not be far behind. And they'll both be led by Drew Rosenhaus. So uh, I'm going to miss him because I really like Aaron Jones. I think he's a tremendous guy. I think he brings a different ability to the offense that we haven't seen in a while. And it's a shame they're not going to be able to hang on to him. But that man's going to get paid, and it's not going to be by the Green Bay Packers. Buy or sell. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But last one for you, Bill. Uh, One area that continues to just not be talked about enough, I feel, is the Packers' offensive line. I mean, th- th- just the job they have done this year has been simply incredible. And it hasn't just been David Bakhtiari, but we all know about Elton Jenkins, Corey Lindsley before he got hurt. It's just been such a stout group. Buy or sell. This is the best offensive line the Packers have had in the last 10 years. Oh, um, the last 10 years. Boy, they've had some good ones, but... That 2011 carryover was really good because, remember, that was a young Brian Balaga, Chad Clifton. You had some beef up front. They could run the football. They were road graders, uh, but they also protected extremely well. I think this top to bottom, I would say yes because of the depth. Yep. Uh, I would probably give the nod to this year's offensive line. Yes, I'll go with that because of their depth. As far as pound for pound, position by position of starters, I man, I'd really have to – Examine that because Bulaga and Clifton were just bookends. I mean, you just didn't get past them. So that that was tough. Now, you know, it was coming off of the Darren College years and such and the kind of undersized guys. But, yeah, I'd say this this group pound for pound. And I'll, I'll tell you this. You got a Mahler and Corey Lindsley. You got a Mahler and Elton Jenkins. You got a Mahler and Chad Clifton. You, get, you got some guys on this thing that, that have some beef and some attitude. So, yeah, I would say that this is the best overall top to bottom uh, offensive group, a line group that we've seen in the last 10 years. I'll buy that. Okay, there you go. That's it? That's it. There you have it. That is the way we do buyers sell. Always appreciated and uh, always good to do. And uh, before we get into, by the way, fantasy football right around the corner. Start getting your questions in right now. Kate Majuk, ballblastfootball.com, rotoworld.com, going to be here. Also on Twitter at FFBallBlast, FFBallBlast on Twitter. Get your questions in right now, 855-830-8648. Any bit of information may help you, 855-830-8648. Radio Jones and Zola, he's got more about his car buying experience. That's right, Hyundai West Dallas. I just I cannot stress it enough, guys. Hyundai West Dallas is where you need to go to buy your new car or used car as well. It doesn't matter. And for all of you across the great state of Wisconsin, you're probably asking yourself, like, why would I come all the way down to Milwaukee to buy a car? There's other dealerships I can go to. 
Well, guys, I'm telling you right now, you are not going to be disappointed with what they're doing at Hyundai West Dallas. You're just not because they're willing to work with you digitally. If you just go to HyundaiWestDallas.com, you can go on their site. There's three different ways to contact them and how you want to shop for a car. If there's a particular car you want, there's one way to reach them. There's another way where you can shop through cars, and if you have questions, you can message them. They will work with you. They will communicate through you online and... uh, Believe me, if if you get a deal done, they will even ship the car up to you. You can even sign the paperwork digitally. As long as you got an iPad or a tablet, you can do all that as well. It's just so simple. The other thing that they're doing at Hyundai West Dallas, they have the Christmas tree of savings, and you can draw a card up to $500 in savings, which is also awesome. In addition, if you mention my name, Joe Zenzola or Radio Joe, you get an additional $500 off. So we're talking up to $1,000 in savings. As well, one other thing, guys. They have the winter sell-down event. All new vehicles are sold at or below dealer invoice. They will match any Wisconsin dealer's offer, offering top Kelly Blue Book values on trades, including 0% financing available, no payments until February, and no down payment needed. Again, it's all at Hyundai West Dallas, Highway 100 in West Dallas, or for those of you around the state, just go to HyundaiWestDallas.com. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Hey, don't forget, coming up tonight, 6 to 8, it's the Bill Michaels Huddle, and it's uh, presented by our friends at Bud Light. Seltzer, unquestionably good, uh, with four flavors and cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, and strawberry flavors. Also, tonight, we got Tim Allen is going to be joining us, and Bart Winkler going to be joining us from 1250 AM, the fan, our flagship station out of Milwaukee. So, looking forward to it. Time now to uh, do some fantasy football as people are efforting towards the postseason. So, start bringing your questions. Hit us up. You can hit us up with the hashtag, uh, the hashtag AskKate. You can also uh, find me on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels or just give us a call, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Kate Majuk joining us from ballblastfootball.com, rotoworld.com as well. Kate, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Hopefully many of your listeners have made it to the fantasy football playoffs. If not, we'll play for the toilet bowl. Don't give up yet. <laughs> So uh, give me a couple of sleepers that are out there as people may have lost a player or two along the way to injury this past week. you got a weird schedule this past week as well. So give me a couple of sleepers that might be out there. One of my favorite plays this week is going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. running back for the 49ers going up against Dallas this week. Can't stop much of anything. They haven't been able to stop it on the ground through the air. And we have Raheem Mostert who's banged up with an ankle injury Even if Raheem Mostert plays, I really like Jeff Wilson. He scores a lot of touchdowns. I feel like every time he touches the ball, he ends up in the end zone. Uh, If we want to talk about a a wide receiver play, I actually like Jalen Guyton tonight playing against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Their defense is depleted. They've got some injuries in the secondary, and I do think Justin Herbert's going to have a nice chance to light it up. Mike Williams is not expected to be active. Uh, and Jalen Guyton has been a guy that's been making big plays all year round. Uh, I think he might be a, a really sneaky upside pick this week. I uh, got one here for you from Jack who says uh, he wanted to know to start Cam Newton or Deshaun Watson. 
I'm actually rolling with Cam this week. He's uh, He's been a bit of a roller coaster this season. You're not looking to get many uh, points from him as a passer, but uh, I do not like Deshaun Watson's matchup this week. I don't like the fact that he has lost all of these wide receivers. Uh, Chad Hansen is the starting wide receiver for uh, the Texans at this point. And yes, uh, you're you're totally correct. Nobody knows who that is. That's not a good thing <laughs> for the guy passing in the ball. So I'm I'm gonna I'm 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 off of Deshaun this week, though I love him. Um, uh, in a PPR, got Amari Cooper or DK Metcalf. I'm going DK Metcalf. You know what? I so while I believe in the upside of Amari Cooper, I would try to find a way to get both of these guys in your lineup. I just think that uh, you know the Seattle defense. Uh, I'm sorry, the San Francisco defense. Uh, for Amari Cooper there. I, I'm a little bit more threatened there. And DK Metcalf has been absolutely uh, matchup proof. I, I know it's Washington. It might be a low scoring game, but I, I think he's just the centerpiece of that offense. And it just takes one play for DK Metcalf to, to bring it home. I uh, got another one here for you that's uh, Big Ben or Justin Herbert. Uh, Big Ben struggled the last couple of weeks, but he's playing a really craptastic Cincinnati team. <laughs> that is uh, that is certainly one way to put it. Um, I'm actually going to go with Justin Herbert. Like I said, the the defensive piece is missing from the Raiders. Uh, I, I you know you never know what's going to happen on Thursday night football. It could be a, a three to three matchup or it could be a, a points bonanza. But Justin Herbert, he's uh, he's got a lot of weapons on that offense. Uh, Austin Eckler, uh, we're hoping he'll be active. Uh, as long as I would say Austin Eckler is active, which keep an eye on that, um, I'm I'm going to go with Justin Herbert, who I think has the higher upside at this point in the season. Let's go to James listening to us in Greendale on our flagship station out of Milwaukee. James, how you doing? Good, Bill. Good. Great show as usual, Bill. Thank you. Um, you're very welcome. Hey, who do you like better this week? Uh, I know Josh Allen is one of your favorites. I have him or Tom Brady. I'm going to go with Josh Allen still. So, you know, last week, uh, I feel like we sort of faded him after uh, we had a couple of, of down performances for Josh Allen. But uh, he's, again, he's been matchup proof, uh, you know, depending on the weather in Denver. We might need to see him use his legs a bit more. Uh, it's not a, a pushover defense by any means. So I think Josh Allen is probably going to be racking up the rushing yards this week, which is just absolutely fantastic for fantasy. Uh, let's go to Tom in Appleton listening to us on the score there, one of our fine affiliates up there. Tom, what's up? Hey, I uh, got two questions. Uh, Ron Woods or T.Y. Hilton? And then uh, a quarterback question, James Goff, Ryan Tannehill or Deshaun Watson? All right, for your first question, I'm actually going to go with T.Y. Hilton. Um, he's uh, found a bit of a rapport there with Philip Rivers recently. Uh, Houston's defense is nothing to uh, nothing to you know write home about. Uh, I think he's going to have a nice day. He's had three straight games of 80 plus yards. Absolutely love it. And then uh, for your second question, I, I'm not going with Deshaun Watson. I think you got to go with Jared Goff against the Jets, uh, who it, they are uh, certainly. Uh, well-deserving of that number one pick. Uh, their defense is not fantastic. Uh, I think Sean McVay will absolutely carve them up on Sunday. There you go. Let's go to Silas listening to us in Elm Grove. Silas, how you doing? 
Good afternoon. Good, thank you. I was just wondering, uh, Chris Carson or Mike Davis and Amari Cooper or uh, Robbie Anderson? I absolutely love, love, love Mike Davis this week against the Packers. I know you guys can't stop the run, and I think it's going to be a great day for Mike Davis. We're not expecting um, Christian McCaffrey back in this outing just yet. Um, and sorry, could you repeat your, your wide receiver question? Yeah, Amari Cooper or uh, Robbie Anderson? All right, I'm going to go with Amari Cooper there. I do, uh, I, I think he's got the the upside as well as that safe floor. We've seen him get a lot of targets from Andy Dalton. Um, you know, I think uh, he's he's going to see the target volume. I'm not a huge fan of the matchup, but I think he's the, the safer play with, with the higher upside for me. Uh, CJ tweets and says, I need one of these three players in a PPR league for the flex position, Deontay Johnson, uh, Terry McLaurin, or Jeff Wilson. Love Terry McLaurin this week. Uh, he's uh, had a couple of down weeks. He was a little bit banged up there. This week he gets Seattle. Should be able to get plenty of done against that defense. Uh, Terry McLaurin is the absolute centerpiece of that offense. Uh, Dwayne Haskins has a rapport with him. They played together in college, and you know I'll expect him to be starting this game. Uh, I think he's just going to be in a PPR league. Uh, uh, has a chance at top five performance this week. I also wanted to know what do you think? Uh, what is your confidence level in Big Ben and any of the Steeler receivers right now? You know what? I think uh, you you basically spin the wheel every single week, but. Uh, the one thing I'm encouraged by uh, for Deontay Johnson, he did get benched last week uh, after just 17 billion dropped passes. Um, and we saw that offense completely stall out uh, as soon as he was basically benched. So I think the the Steelers are going to find a way to get him back involved into this game, boost that confidence. I think Deontay Johnson is probably the only safe bet out of the group in a PPR format, at least. Uh, and then I've got a super aggro Craig that says, if Keenan Allen plays tonight, which he's listed as questionable, do I still start him even at limited reps? He says you kind of have to, right? I don't want to overthink it. Not overthinking this one. Keenan Allen, so the, there's no specific uh, injury. They're labeling him with soreness. Keenan Allen's a really tough guy. Um, I think the volume, it, just on volume alone, you're going to have to play him. Uh, even if he doesn't rack up a ton of yards, he's always going to be utilized. Uh, in that end zone, he's the favorite target of Justin Herbert. Uh, don't overthink it. It's uh, he he helped get you to those fantasy playoffs. We'll we'll give him the the start this week. And then one more. It says need two of these three: Ezekiel Elliott, Chris Godwin, or Tyler Lockett in a standard league. I'm gonna go with Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, again, I, I I keep picking my Seattle wide receivers, even though I'm not a huge fan of that matchup against Washington, but. Uh, it, I mean, Russell Wilson and company, they've just found ways to get it done over and over. Um, I, I think, you know, I want to trust the receiver, especially in a standard league uh, that's that's going to be on the receiving end of, of Russell Wilson in that situation. Kate, great stuff. We will chat again next week as the season winds down. Appreciate it as always, okay? Thanks so much. Good luck, guys. Talk to you soon. There you go. Kate Majuk joining us on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline. talking, And we didn't get to everything. We had a lot of them today, a lot of people in the postseason. Kate Majuk of BallBlastFootball.com, RotoWorld.com, giving you some of her thoughts. You can find them on Twitter. Find her on Twitter at FFBallBlast, at FFBallBlast, and find it over there. 
And always good stuff uh, for fantasy. Um, Well, they got it right. When we come back, we'll tell you exactly what they got right. Finally, the recognition. That's next on The Bill Michael Show. In Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers had a long day of meetings and two walkthroughs on a short week to get ready for Saturday night's game here at Lambeau against the Carolina Panthers. Kickoff 7-15. Now, the Packers played the Panthers last year. Since then, Ron Rivera was fired, Luke Keekley retired, and Matt Rule out at Baylor became the head coach. I asked Matt LaFleur how Carolina's defense looks now under their new defensive coordinator, Phil Snow. Oh, it's it's drastically different. It's unlike probably uh, many defenses we've seen this year. So there's been a lot of planning going into it. Uh, they give you a lot of different looks. You know, they've, they've played everybody a little bit differently. And so it just gives you a lot to prepare for. Aaron Rodgers being mentioned as a possible MVP candidate, along with Kansas City's Patrick Mahomes. You know, Pat, such a phenomenal player. Um, he's had a great year as well. It'd be, uh, you know, something that's usually on the on the preseason goal list, and it's nice to be in the conversation. And on offense, Rick Wagner looks like he's locked down the job at right tackle. How did it feel to beat the Detroit Lions, the team that cut him last spring, in order to secure the NFC North title? It was definitely special uh, winning against those guys uh, two times this year and, uh, you know, winning the North. But got to put that behind us and uh, focus on this week. That's Packers right tackle Rick Wagner in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. We are glad you are with us. You know, uh, it came out yesterday, the discussion regarding Major League Baseball and the records. It's always been something that's bothered me. You go back years and years and years and years and years, and the Negro Leagues were the, the, the records for the Negro Leagues. Because remember, for a long time, blacks were not even allowed to play Major League Baseball. So when the Negro Leagues started, they had their own set of, uh, of statistics, and because it wasn't you know, certified by, quote, Major League Baseball, those statistics never really counted um, when it came to Major League Baseball because Major League Baseball was considered the best of the best and everybody else was substandard. And they didn't look back then at black athletes or black people in the same light as they did white people or higher-end athletes. So it it was great to see that Major League Baseball finally said, you know what, You know, when it comes to on the field, there is no color. You know, just a really good player is a really good player. We're going to include all of these statistics together. So now you look at guys like Satchel Page. You wonder what that's going to do to the overall home run totals when it comes to Hank Aaron, who played a season in uh, in the uh, in the Negro Leagues. 
you know. So you, you look at all of those really tremendous players and what they were able to accomplish and what they did, and now finally, you know, for years they've been recognizing the former players of the Negro Leagues. They've been recognizing, you know, they go back and wear the, the old, uh, you know, Milwaukee Bears jerseys of the old Negro Leagues. But now they're actually including the statistics and putting it all together and saying, you know what, you guys were just as good in every bit of player in every statistical category as what was playing in Major League Baseball. And it's just it's, – it's so cool that they're doing that. Um, you know, kudos to Major League Baseball for finally taking that step and saying, okay, you know, uh, records be damned. We're just going to figure this out. and just gonna, We're just going to put everybody together and let everybody's statistics stand alone for what it is they represent rather than trying to quantify them and qualify them. So uh, it was just a, a really uh, cool thing that Major League Baseball has done. The ball's been rolling on this for some time now as there's been more and more recognition, but uh, finally it's now it's now official. So uh, really good stuff there uh, regarding Major League Baseball. Some Major League Baseball, in other words, for all the stuff that we've heard over the last, we'll say, season, year, they got it right. You got it right. So uh, when we come back, we're going to hear a little bit more in the next hour from Giannis, also uh, Mick Mixon. The, uh, the voice of the Carolina Panthers, you're going to hear that conversation coming up. But I want to go back to the question I posed at the top of the show. Is it unfortunate or fortunate that the Packers do not have to deal with Christian McCaffrey? Fortunate or unfortunate? It's almost like a buy or sell segment, isn't it? Fortunate or unfortunate? So we'll get into that discussion. When we come back, Mike Davis, though, solid guy, no doubt about it. He can run the football as well. With Teddy Bridgewater back there, they've got a a potent one-two punch. They can move the ball all over the place, so they're still going to get tested. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.